Morning, everybody. I said, Kimberly, check it, Google it. Uh, spring ahead is next week. I was like, uh-oh, it might have been today. I've dropped the ball and let everybody know. Let's turn to Exodus chapter 3. Exodus chapter 3. The story that we're going to be looking at for this hour and the next is one that we all know very well. Uh, a lot of people on the earth know. A lot of people quote these, uh, these stories and parables and the things that the Lord has recorded in His Word. And, but I pray He'll make them new to us today. And Exodus chapter 3, I pray He'll make them new to us today. I, I say this often, that this is real important. This is really important. I say it a lot, this is really important. Exodus chapter 3, we'll begin in verse 1. Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came to the mountain of God, to Horeb. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked, and behold, the bush burned with fire, and the bush was not consumed. And Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight why the bush was not burnt. And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, Here am I. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. I pray we could see this as holy ground this morning. Moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. We will see Moses as a picture and a type of Christ throughout his life. and We already have and we will as, as we go through Exodus on different occasions. But today, I want us to see Moses as a picture of every child of God. Mm. I, I, preachers used to get up and say, all believers do this. All believers say this. All believers experience this. And you know what I'd do? I'd sit on the edge of my seat and I'd listen. And I'd say, is that me? I don't care about what else is going on. Is this going to be important to me? Is that me? Is that you? Is that me? This here is a picture of every believer. Well, that ain't a picture of me. I wasn't talking to you. It's for God's people. It's for his sheep. What we just read is immaculate. It's his word. This is for us that believe, us that find him precious. Verse 1 says, I pay attention. That's common salvation. Is it common to me? <laughs> is that the same one I got? Verse 1 says, Now Moses kept the flock of Jethro, his father-in-law, the priest of Midian. And he led the flock to the backside of the desert and came into the mountain of God to Horeb. Moses was likely 80 years old when this took place. His first 40 years, he was just given to luxury and education and the fine things of this life. And he had a carnal conviction for God's people. He had just a fleshly, this isn't, 
him doing something good. This wasn't a fabulous milestone in his sojourn. He had a carnal conviction to stand up for for God's people, and he slew an Egyptian. And then he got scared, and he ran away. He thought he was going to, I'm going to serve God today. No, you ain't. No, you ain't. And I thought, who could teach a 40-year-old anything? I'm, I'm, I'll be 44 this year. I ain't listening to nobody. I get advice left, right, and center. I ain't going to hate it. And I thought, Bob, when I get 80, you reckon I'll listen then? <laughs> Definitely not. Not this one. Lord gets Moses where he's 80 years old. 40 more years has passed, and he's broke down a little bit more, and he's calmed down some, but... At this point in his life, all Moses was looking for was to just put his time in to raise his children and retire and relax some. He just wanted to be his own man. This is what he'd hashed out his whole life. He was born in a heathen land. He was, he was raised not by his biological parents, but he was raised by a heathen adopted mother and a heathen grandfather. And he, was, he tried to enter his, the ministry of his own deciding. He thought himself or man ordained people when God ordains people. And he ended up on the backside of the desert married to a heathen woman with a religious heathen father. Well, he's a priest. He's a priest with a heathen father-in-law. And that Midian, that word means contention. It means brawling, remember? And he's an operative shepherd. That's his given occupation. And he does not know God. Is that any of us? Anybody here been born into a heathen land, into a heathen family, and all everything around you was just false religion, and you didn't know God, and you had no interest in him, you just wanted to cruise on to retirement and die and do whatever happens whenever you die? Just have it easy till the end. Tell stories of how good it used to be. I used to have it good. I used to be in the king's palace. I used to be in line for the throne. But this is God's mountain. This is God's mountain. Horeb is where God will give Moses the law. He said, I'm going to bring you right back here, and I'm going to give you law, and that's going to prove to you I am who I say I am. <laughs> Everything I say is what comes to pass. That, master, that schoolmaster is that mountain. That's what's going to bring us to God. And he got Moses alone. God's about to save him. Do we have any interest in salvation by a holy God that we've offended? that we've sinned against. Are we interested in those things? God's about to save Moses, and this is what happens to everybody God saves. He's about to get him alone. God must get us alone. Just like those blind and deaf folks that he, he healed. He'd take them off to, out of the city. This mountain's out in the middle of nowhere. And I, I thought every gospel church I can think of, I'm probably missing one, where are they at? Are they right in downtown in the high rise? No, they're off to the, you have a hard time finding them. <laughs> where God meets his people, isn't it? If you hear a message and the Lord's going to speak to him, he's going to get him along, he's going to speak to him. And there's times I've heard messages, and I'm sure somebody else has too, and you say, that preacher's singling me out. If you hear a message, you say, that preacher's singling me out. Maybe he ain't, maybe God is. Maybe God's speaking to you. Well, I don't like what he said. Maybe you ought to go see if that's what God said. might just be the Lord speaking to you. might be that the Lord's about to reveal himself to you. Let's pay attention now. Verse 2. Let's see what God has to say. 
the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and a flame of fire out of the midst of a bush. And he looked and behold, the bush burned with fire and the bush was not consumed. What's Moses right now? They don't, the answer right there. <laughs> I just read it. So you keep looking. He's an observer. The angel of the Lord came to Moses, and Moses is just an observer. The angel of the Lord, the Lord Jesus Christ is who it is that appeared to Moses. And he didn't say anything yet. This, this was presented, but not yet spoken. He had come in contact with this angel of the Lord, had appeared to him, but he hadn't said his name yet. <laughs> Everyone in this room is listening, I hope. I, I pray the Lord will make us hear, make us hear. I knew a man at 13th Street that took diligent notes, and I thought, I want to be like that, man. I mean, he just had notebooks after notebooks after notebooks. He wrote everything down. And, and I thought, man, just what a strong believer that is. And you know what happened one day? He set that notebook down, and he started bawling because God's saying. <laughs> he, he, he'd listened this whole time, and God made him to hear. Right now, Moses is just observing. He just happens to be in the right place where the Lord is, right? That is hap, like Ruth. God, God's about to turn his ears on. He's about to hear. My pastor texts me. He said, I think today's the day. The Lord's going to save some folks. People's going, hear. He's going to give them ears to hear. It's, it's today. It's got to be. Make us hear. Verse 3, Moses said, I will now turn aside and see this great sight while the bush is not burnt. He just so happened to be there. He just so happened to see that, isn't it? The lot is cast in the lap, but the whole disposing thereof is of the Lord. Moses started out saying, I turned aside one day. One day I was driving along and I happened to see this, this church or that church or this place. or I happened to tune the radio one day and there was this man preaching on it or whatever. That's going to turn into one day the Lord turned me. God stopped me dead in my tracks and he spoke to me. He revealed his son to me and he spoke to me. We'll stop giving ourselves credit and start giving God credit for it. It'll happen if we're his. It'll happen. There was a man in Kansas preaching one time. Me and Kieran was there when I stationed. And he, he was preaching and he said, aren't you just so glad that Abraham chose to take Isaac up that mountain? And I thought he was making a sarcastic point. And so I gave him some time, and I gave him a little more time. And it finally ended. He was a guest there, and that pastor got up, and I thought, if, this, if he don't rebuke him immediately and say everything you said was works and you'll die and go to hell believing that. And he did. He said, you're welcome in town anytime. I said, get your purse. We're leaving. <laughs> Last time I was sitting that place. We're leaving. I ain't hearing that. The Lord changes the language. They speak plainly of who did the working and who did the finding and who found and not that the, the, I finally found what was right. So I've been wrong the whole time, and God's right. I've sinned, and everything I did was wrong. He's working on him. Do you want to know why this bush is not consumed? If it was consumed, if that bush burnt, it would be corrupted, right? It wouldn't be a bush anymore. It would have corruption put on it. This was a chaparral bush. Boy, we ought to pay attention to this. Look out that window. You'll see a bunch of them. It's nothing fancy. It was just a little one. And what's it good for? I don't want to hear about the medicinal purposes. <laughs> it's good for burning. I, I was a, I'm a firefighter from the state of Kentucky. I look out there and you know what I see? Look at those beautiful hills. I see fuel. That's waiting to burn. And we've had a rainy season. There'll be a bunch of fuel this year, huh? 
It's fuel. It serves just like all the other bushes. If, it, if you light it on fire, poof, it's gone. And Moses looked on this bush, and this bush was not consumed. It was on fire like he'd seen bushes in the mountains burn before. But it wasn't extinguishing. But the bush wasn't damaged. It ain't quitting. I want to see what that means. I want to look upon this. That's what he wanted to look upon. Well, we ought to, too. This one was different, wasn't it? That flame was on this undesirable bush that nobody thinks nothing of, and yet it didn't wither, and it didn't turn aside. It didn't move. It didn't sway. Its face was set like a flint. What's this bush? Who's this bush? Who's this? Turn it. This is beautiful. Turn over to Luke 23. I think the Lord gave me some light on this, and I'll probably read some fellow 300 years ago wrote this down but next week. But, uh, Luke 23. Look here in verse 26. This is a crucifixion of our Lord. Luke 23, verse 26. And, they, and as they led him away, they laid hold upon one Simon, a Cyrenian, coming out of the country. And on him they laid the cross that he might bear it after Jesus. And there followed him a great company of people and of women, which also bewailed and lamented. But Jesus turning unto them said, Daughters of Jerusalem, weep not for me, but weep for yourselves and for your children. For behold, the, day, the days are coming in which they shall say, Blessed are the barren and the wombs which never bear, that never bear, and the paps which never gave suck. Then shall they begin to say to the mountains, Fall on us and to the hills, cover us. Remember us, look at that Wednesday when the Lord comes again, what the desolate and the barren and the, the reprobate will say. Why, why is that so scary to them? For if they do these things in a green tree, what shall be done in the dry? If the fire, the judgment of God because of sin is cast on his son because he bore our sin and our grief, what do you think he's going to do to you? His holy, perfect son that he sent his son to be a propitiation for us, to be that bloody, accepted sacrifice. If he saw our sin on him and killed him and sent his fire down to kill him, his judgment against him, that, that cup of indignation, what do you think he's going to do to somebody that's standing alone before God? Moses saw that bush burning. That's where the fire was landed, but it wasn't consumed. It didn't see corruption. It was still pure, it, but life was still in it. It died, but it lived. <laughs> Explain that bush, Moses. I can't. Explain how, how the Lord Jesus Christ died and and, and the Father said, I will not leave a soul in hell. And he, he bore that for us, and he's ascended. And I, it's so, just as much as that bush was there burning it, so. If I'm a bush, I ain't nothing but dry chaparral. I just burn. What's This one's different. This one's like me, made like me. Something's different about it. Something's different. The Lord recorded there in Matthew 3, John the Baptist, he said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I, than I, whose shoes I'm not worthy to bear. He shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire, whose fan is in the hand. He will thoroughly purge his floor and will gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Why are we not burned? He was burned for us and lives. He's risen. That's why he bore all that grief and sorrow and shame and guilt 
for us, and he reigns, and we reign in him. Bildad asked, how then can a man be just with God, or how can a, a clean thing that's born of woman, how could that be? Here it is. That bush wasn't burnt. It wasn't consumed. That burning bush wasn't consumed. The Lord said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. What kind of bush am I? I'm the vine, you're the branches. He that abideth in me and I in him, the same bring forth much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he's cast forth as a branch and is withered, and men gather them and cast them into the fire, and they're burned. They're burned. I was, Kieran was reading Dawn this morning, on the day they're reading about, this body will be buried as my Lord's body was buried. <laughs> and that ain't going to make me go to heaven or not go to heaven if I'm cremated. But because I know better, I want to do better. Uh, he suffered that fire for me. This body ain't going to burn. I'm going to be buried as fast. I may die in a house fire, but <laughs> if I have my druthers, knowing what he's showed me in his scripture, that's what I'm going to do. That fire's for his enemies. He bore that for us, didn't he? Christ suffered that fire of the Lord's judgment and, and of sin, and yet he lives. He arose from that tomb. And, and the Father commanded, said, roll the rock away. Payment's accomplished for him and everybody in him. Who hath believed our report? Who's believed that? Well, this is just some kind of miracle that happened in the desert. He saw a bush burning. Hmm. And he said, I am, and then go do something to Pharaoh. I don't know. Who's believed this? Who the arm is the arm of the Lord revealed? Who's his strength revealed to? For he shall grow up before them as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. What's that chaparral? What kind of dirt is that in? Well, it ain't dirt. Or rock is that in? Dry ground, isn't it? You ever pulled one of them things up and looked at the root? I dug one up the first year we was here, and I just kept digging and digging and digging. That's a, a gnarly-looking taproot on the bottom of that thing. Them bushes that's out there on these hillsides. Undesirable, isn't it? He hath no form nor comeliness. And when we see him, we will see no beauty that we should desire him. That root of Jesse. Mm. And in that day, there should be a root of Jesse, which shall stand as an ensign. What's an ensign? That flag. What's flag? Nisi. Our banner. Jehovah Nisi. Jehovah's Witness this morning. <laughs> Y'all get that email? Jehovah needs to tell who he is of the people and the Gentiles shall seek and his rest shall be glorious. This undesirable root, this undesirable bush that was burnt but wasn't consumed. People don't care. Until God reveals himself and speaks our name. Isn't it? He was despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows, acquainted with grief. As it was, we hid our faces from him. We didn't esteem him. But he's borne our grief and carried our sorrows. And yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. He was wounded for our transgressions, bruised for our iniquities, and by the chastisement of our peace was upon him. That fire was upon him. And with his stripes, by him being the one that suffered that, we're healed. We're healed. Paul said, For we are ambassadors for Christ, as though God did beseech you by us. We pray you in Christ's stead. Be reconciled to God. How are we going to be reconciled to God? For, because, how are you going to be reconciled? Because he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. Back to our text. Exodus chapter 3, look at verse 4. 
And when the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, I've heard blasphemous things. Well, God was just waiting on him to come to him. No, the Lord speaks in a language we can understand. <laughs> our, our puny minds can't wrap around these things. He was right where he wanted him, right when he wanted him. There was no doubt about it to the second. When the Lord saw that he turned aside to see, God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. Called by name. Called by name. There's a general call that goes forth. I broadcast a seed. I thought it was hard. I don't know where it's going to land. I shoot arrows per adventure. I, I don't know what the Lord's doing. I know generally he's going to save his people, but the inner workings of daily things, I have no idea. I don't know what goes on in y'all's lives. I don't talk to y'all most of the week. That general call goes forth. He's holy, man's not. Behold your God. All flesh is grass. He's majestic. Bow to him. Mercy's found only in his son. And then there's an effectual call when the Lord will take that and pierce somebody's heart and melt them. That's what the scripture says, right? They're like, well, that was kind of nice. He's going to just, they'll be tore up from the floor, <laughs> just consume them, and he's going to melt their hearts. And he'll make it effectual. And that, that moves like the wind. We don't see it coming. We can't really tell where it's coming from or where it's going. And it moves where it listed. That's how the Lord works, isn't it? But he called Moses by name. Moses, Moses. And he said, here am I. One-on-one, -on -one, an effectual call. What's that mean? It gets a job done. He didn't try to save nobody. He saved him. He didn't try to make Moses hear him. He heard him. Because he spoke. He spoke. The Lord gets his people on his mountain. What's that mountain? That's his church, isn't it? Isn't it? He said a city that's set on a hill cannot be hid. That's where he speaks to his people. That's where he speaks to the heart of his people. Not in their, not in their deer stands and, and not in their cars where they're doing 85 miles an hour and hitting bumps and ads coming through and they can hit pause or hit play as they see fit. He gets them where a man speaks and there's a one-way conversation from God through a donkey's mouth to their hearts. What does the Lord show them? When, when, if, the Lord, if he sends his spirit today, what's he going to show you? He's going to show you something. He's going to reveal himself. He's going to reveal something to you, isn't he? Look at verse 5. And he said, Draw not nigh hither. Put off thy shoes from off thy feet, for the place whereon thou standest is holy ground. I grew up hearing about the, the law of first mention. I deleted that out of my notes this morning, and I wrote the rule of first mention. <laughs> Lord gives law. Man don't. But what's that mean? Normally, whenever you get the context of a word from the first time it's mentioned in the Scripture, did you know this here is the first place that holy is mentioned? We, went, we made it all the way through Genesis. The word holy has not been recorded in his word yet. So the context of when the God says holy has to do with this. What, well, what's going on? A bush is burning. It's not consumed. We could spend eons learning about that and not scratch the surface. This is, this is important to God. Is it important to us? He said, you take your shoes off from your feet. Where you're standing, this is holy ground. This is holy ground. Take your shoes off. What's that mean? Should we all be barefoot when we come in here to... This place we're renting to worship God on, on we? No. That ain't what he's talking about. Remember when he washed the feet of his disciples? 
That was a picture of us walking through this world. Remember? That's my job, isn't it? Remember? We walk through this world. He said, the whole of you is holy. You're washed through and through, but your feet's dirty because that's what's in this earth. We should put those things off. What do we have that's dirty on us? What's our, I just thought about shoes all week. What's that do? That protects us, didn't it? That's my protection. He says, take your protection off. Well, these are what I purchased. They're, they're really expensive shoes. Not these, and I need new ones. But they, uh, I worked hard to get those. Throw it away. Well, I've had good experiences in these shoes. I've walked a long time in these shoes. He said, you're going to have to be naked to walk through this gate. Take it off. I'm going to be the one that closes you. Moses got a pair of shoes after this, didn't he? How long did they last him? 40 more years. <laughs> Just like the children of Israel. Made it all the way through that desert, didn't they? Didn't wait. I bet they was comfy. I've had a pair of shoes for a long time, and they made about eight years, I think. They were real comfy. They finally wore out. I'd get rid of them, and I didn't want to. And I got new ones just like them. And you know, they didn't fit good. They're just now starting to break in. It's been two years. <laughs> He's taking more comfortable ones that you had, throw them away. Turn from your To turn from, from something is to turn to something else, isn't it? If we turn from those old religious experiences and those old church things and all these, all these good times we had and, and what we did and what we decided, we're turning to Christ. We're taking our shoes off. Everything's of this world. I don't need it. I need him. I need him. Why? He's holy. He's holy. If I'm going to be robed, I'm going to be robed in his garments. Uh, this corruption is going to have to put on incorruption. He's going to have to do that. How's that going to take place? That's his business. I'll tell you after it's done. <laughs> I'll tell you after it's done. He that's washed needs not to save wash his feet. Does that mean clean up your act? No, put away all your experiences and your idols. Turn from that nonsense garbage and the traditions of your fathers and bow to a holy God that, that, that gave himself, that provided himself a lamb for us. What's a response to that? If, if the Lord gets his people on the backside of a mountain where there ain't nothing but undesirable bushes and he appears to him and speaks to him or her, <laughs> to his child, uh, and, and says, this is holy. Take your shoes off. Put off your garments. What's the response to that? What's going to happen? If we see his son bore the, the judgment we rightly earned, what's the response? Verse 6, moreover, he said, I am the God of thy father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look upon God. He bowed. Oh, don't look at me. If I look at him, I'll die. He's holy. He's just. Everything he does is right. He don't do what's right. What he does is right. He's majestic. And I'm everything that's not that. Just crawl underneath a rock and hide myself, isn't it? But God's speaking to him. Not God's not come to him in judgment. Judgment's been satisfied. We still bow, don't we? We hide our face and we're afraid to look upon God. That, like I told you that before with children, you, they learn to, it doesn't say spare the rod, spoil the child. That's what wicked reprobates have coerced this earth into thinking. Well, I'm not hating them. I just spoil them a little bit. The scriptures say you spare the rod, you hate your child. God said so. But as a young child, you whip them. You, their bottoms are padded real good. Lord designed us that way. And you spank them, and they're physically afraid. And as time goes on, and as they mature, they honor their parents. Honor you, mother and father. You don't want to disappoint them. 
That's what that translates to, isn't it? Well, when we first see God's holy and we see what we deserve, we're scared. Terrified. I mean, losing sleep. And then as time goes on, we honor him. We honor him. He's, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. And Moses is scared. You ever been, remember when you was just terrified that God's going to kill you? The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. That's just the beginning. <laughs> I'm scared to death. That's good. One. Two, hold on. It'll get better. It'll get more sweet. And the knowledge of the holy is understanding. That's Proverbs 19. Wouldn't that be something? If the Lord came to us, got us alone, called us by name, showed us what we deserved, what Christ bore for us, told us that that's holy, his acts are holy, it's holy ground, everything on this is holy. And we hid our faces from him. It's all Lord, be merciful. And he says, now we're getting started. Now we're getting started. I pray it's a blessing to you. Let's pray to him. Father, be with us, Lord. Get us alone and speak comfort to our hearts as only you can. Speak to your children. As we see what we deserve and we have fear, speak fear not to us. As Christ only can. The only one worthy to speak that. The only one with authority to command such a thing and make us worship. Lord, increase our wisdom and increase our understanding of your holiness and keep us as you promised you would. Lord, save your people and comfort them and forgive us our unbelief. It's because of Christ, that bush that burned for us was not consumed and rains. We ask these things. Amen. All right, and we'll meet back at uh, 1030.